0: नमस्ते सबको मैं अपना एक पॉडकास्ट स्टार्ट करने जा रही हूँ और इस पॉडकास्ट के तहत मैं हर दिन नावेल का एक एक चैप्टर पढ़के सुनाऊँगी सो आज हम शुरू करते हैं अपासेस टू इंडिया चैप्टर वन एक्सेप्ट फॉर दी माराबार केव्स एंड दे आर 20 मील्स ऑफ the city of Chandrapur presents nothing extraordinary. As rather than washed by the river Ganges, it trails for a couple of miles along the bank, scarcely distinguishable from the rubbish it deposits so freely. There are no bathing steps on the river front, as the Ganges happens not to be holy here. Indeed, there is no river front, and bazaars shut out the wide and shifting panorama of the stream. The streets are mean, the temples ineffective, and though a few fine houses exist, they are hidden away in gardens or down alleys whose filth deters all but the invited guest. Chandrapur was never large or beautiful, but 200 years ago. It lay on the road between Upper India, then Imperial and the sea, and the fine houses date from that period. The zest for decoration stopped in the 18th century, nor was it ever democratic. There is no painting and scarcely any carving in the bazaars. The very wood seems made of mud, the inhabitants of mud moving. So a beast so monotonous is everything that meets the eye, that when the Ganges comes down, it might be expected to wash the excrescence back into the soil. Houses do fall, people are drowned and left rotting, but the general outline of the town persists, swelling here shrinking there like some low but indestructible form of life. Inland, the prospect's alters. There is an oval maidan and a long, sallow hospital. Houses belonging to Eurasians stand on the high ground by the railway station. Beyond the railway, which runs parallel to the river, the land sinks, then rises again rather steeply. On the second rise is laid out the little civil station. And viewed hence, Chandrapur appears to be a totally different place. It is a city of gardens. It is no city, but a forest sparsely scattered within, with hearts It is a tropical pleasance, washed by a noble river. The toddy palms and neem trees and mangoes and people that were hidden behind the bazaars now becomes. Visible and in their turn hide the bazaars. They rise from the gardens where ancient tanks nourish them. They burst out of stifling purlieus leaves and unconsidered temples. Seeking light and air, and endowed with more strength than man or his works, they soar above the lower deposit to greet one another with branches and beconning leaves, and to build a city for the birds. Especially after the rains do they screen what passes below. But at all times, even when scorched or leafless, they glorify the city to the English people who inhabit the rise. So that newcomers cannot believe it to be a grey, as it is described and have to be driven down to acquire disillusionment. As for this civil station itself, it provokes no emotion, it charms not, neither does it repel. It is sensibly planned with a red brick club on its brow and farther back a grocer's and a cemetery and the bungalows are disposed along roads that intersect at right angles. It has nothing hideous in it and only the view is beautiful. It shares nothing with the city except the overarching sky. The sky, too, has its changes, but they are less marked than those of the vegetation and the river. Clouds map it up at times, but it is normally a doom of blending tints and the main tint blue. By day, the blue will peel down into white where it touches the white of the land. After sunset, it has a new circumference, orange melting upwards into the tenderest purple. But the core of blue persists, and so it is by night. Then the stars hang like lamps from the immense vault. The distance between the vault and them is as nothing to the distance behind them and that farther distance, though beyond color, last freed itself from blue. The sky settles everything, not only climates and seasons, but when the earth shall be beautiful. By herself she can do little, only feeble outbursts of flowers. But when the sky chooses, glory can rain into the Chandrapur bazaars, or a benediction pass from horizon to horizon. The sky can do this because it is so strong and so mouse. Strength comes from the sun. Infused in it daily sighs from the prostrate earth. No mountains infringe on the curve. League after league the earth lies flat. Heaves a little is flat again. Only in the south where a group of fists and fingers are thrust up through the soil, is the endless expanse interrupted. These fists and fingers are the Marabar hills, containing the extraordinary caves.